Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the old text line, brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Let's go out to that hotline and talk to our friend, Sean, don't call me Seth Gentilly, from, <laughs> from The Athletic. Sean, let's talk about Post Malone. Uh, Bob Pompiani was disappointed in Post Malone. He said he wanted more. I thought he was incredible. I thought he looked like Ryan Malone with silver teeth. I thought he was great. Does Ryan Malone have face tats now? I don't know. He had a lot of like tattoos. On the face. They, were, they were on his body, not but, his face. I know. I know. What's your right, point wait, here? Did you like it or not? Everyone loves, everyone loves Posty. He's a... He's a fun guy. I feel like he was probably on on the track to performing at the twenty forty six halftime show if you, if it, if you can make it that long. Did you like the halftime show? I'm thirty eight years old, so Usher's been in Usher's been a part of my life since I was you know in fifth grade. So yeah, I I loved it. That guy was the soundtrack to every middle school and junior high and high school dance I I went to. So like, what am I? I mean, there's something there's something to be said for that. How about Ludacris? Hold on a second. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. You didn't even give me a chance to say that I'm calling you live from Buffalo, New York. Whoa. What are you doing there? None of your business. (laughs) We once spent time in Buffalo when the Mulsey and Joe show was live from Buffalo. That was fantastic. I was trying to remember the route to Mr. and Mrs. Starkey's house because we had a lovely dinner there and... That was great. Yeah, was, yes, you met Bink and Evie. I'm going to try to replicate that. Yeah, they were, they were wonderful. We had wings. We had, we had like 100 wings from Duff's, I think. Yes, we did, and Bocce's Pizza. That was a time to remember. You and Mulsey were in my house. It was. I, I was glad to just be a fly on the wall for the interaction between between Chris and your folks and some of the other family members. It was, it was delightful. I might have to abruptly leave this interview because I'm having stomach problems, in which case you and uh, your namesake, uh, Sean Myers, could talk. Okay, Sean? I know. I was listening on the app on the way in here just to see what you were up to, and I was wondering if that was something that you, like, maybe addressed during a break or if, if, if we were still crazy for disaster there. Yeah, I'm, I'm skirting on the edge of disaster here. But we're gonna we're gonna fight through. We're gonna pl- try to play through it. But it might wind up being a Sean and Sean interview. Let's see. <laughs> let's see where this goes. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Post Malone, um, Ludacris, Alicia Keys. I thought they were pretty good. Did you like Ludacris? I love Ludacris. That was his first his first record. Word of mouth was one that I had to. Uh, buy under the radar and like hide from my mom when I was, when I was like 12 or 13. It's funny. Like I've aged into the demographic where like the Super Bowl halftime show panders to me. Now it's all these, it's all these, it's all these acts from 20, 25 years ago that kind of hit their peak. And I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Give me, give me more of it. Cater, Cater to me, please. Were you concerned at the beginning of the show when a man was shot out of a cannon? I kind of, I, I actually sort of missed, I, I don't, I'm not totally sure what you're talking about. I, I missed that part of it. I was actually at the Mueller household. Oh. In, in Korea, <laughs> the game. I went over and watched 
I went over, I went over and watched it at Chris's house. So I, I think I, I think I might have been, I think I might have been, uh, you know, in the ba- taking a bathroom break of my own at that point. Mueller's head I, was I, in I the missed, way. I missed that guy. Yeah, or Mueller's head was in the way, as Fort said here. I guess it's in the way a lot, right? Does it take up the whole living what room? It, what is it? What is it not? Like it, <laughs> when something's in the way that consistently, it's just like it's like part of the furniture. It's like you have the TV and the couch, and then Mueller's head. Dumb, it's the size of the, 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 size the, of the yeah. New Year's Eve ball at Times Square. Fort, did you see the guy <laughs> pop out of the cannon? No, but I heard Josh Roundtree talking about it. I thought yeah. he said it was a Cirque du Soleil thing. I thought we were going to see a horrific injury. I mean, it was jarring to see. I didn't expect that at the beginning of the show. Uh, now that Ron is gone, Sean, you can mm-hmm. come on more often. He didn't like you. Um, I know. I, I was. I, I was going to say. I'm. It's. It's. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that. <laughs> Ron for three the days first that, time in eight years. <laughs> And that every time Ron's not here, you're on. Uh, yeah, that was just coincidental yeah, over the years. Yeah, that's a that's a fact that hasn't hasn't been hasn't been lost on me. But I mean, whatever. I you did a, I I listened to the show a lot, honestly, in, in the run up to Ron's exit, and you you did a great job. It was it was great radio, and I'm I'm happy I'm happy for him. You he went out on his own terms and gets to you know drink beer on his couch in, in Florida. What's what's not to love about that? Nothing is what's not to love about that. He's having the time of his life. And I don't know that he didn't like you. I just, uh, I got funny feelings when I, certain people. I don't think he really had on. any, I don't think he had any opinion on, like we worked together at both yeah. of that for several years. And I, I don't think he had any real opinion on me. I, I, I think I was just maybe like low neutral in his eyes. <laughs> I don't know for sure that he didn't like me, but, but I, I, I'm, I, I can definitely say that he didn't, that he I don't think he disliked me, but I'm also pretty sure he didn't. He didn't particularly like me either. It was some, somewhere somewhere in the middle ground. In middle ground, yes. I didn't see this story today in the trip. I don't know how I missed it because I would have been all over it. Uh, Ryan Dito or Dedo, I don't know him, mm-hmm. but, but it's a good yep. story. Can Pittsburgh host a pro basketball team? Sports Authority no. to pay up to ninety grand to find out whether Pittsburgh can host a NBA or WNBA franchise. Can they? Can we? Can they just give us that ninety grand, like me and you, and then we can spend it? Because they're throwing it down a hole. Like the answer, the answer is no. It's not possible. The corporate base isn't isn't there, and nobody who would want to own a team in Pittsburgh exists. It's a no. <laughs> like I, I, I would love it. I'd be I'd be as happy as it gets, right? Because like, me and you are, you know, both huge hoops fans. Yes, I'd be psyched. It it ain't it ain't happening. Because you said that the corporate base isn't big enough to support th- the corporate, four pro the teams. Base, the corporate base is small. There aren't enough people that live here in general, and there's no history of supporting professional basketball or really basketball at all consistently outside of, you know, Pete Holland and Dixon at the peak. It's not happening. It's a waste of money. I wish it weren't true, but it is. Like, we, need to, we, need, we need to make sure that we can support a hockey team that doesn't have one of the five best players of all time on it. Like I, I would, I would like, I would like to see how things are going, what attendance looks like at Penguins games whenever they're in their fourth straight year and missing the playoffs and Crosby and whoever else aren't around. I know, but just imagine, imagine, I don't know, are there any NBA teams in trouble or would this be an expansion team? Let's just say for argument's sake, the Atlanta Hawks game here and this week we're going to watch Trey Young go against. Let's see who's coming to town for them. 
uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers who have won 17 or eight of 18, and then Cavs Zion, and then Zion. Yeah. I mean, it would be unbelievable. I, it, I, I, let me ask you this: aside from corporate support, and the other thing you mentioned that I've already forgotten, would people show up to watch the team if they were good? I think Pittsburgh loves a winner. Yeah, but you don't always get a winner. We don't know that that hockey fans support a crappy hockey team. They don't, alone... and they don't support a crappy baseball team. So what's the difference if we had a crappy NBA team? They wouldn't support that either. Why would anybody sign up for that willingly? Like they're like the hockey teams here, the baseball teams here, and NBA, the NBA, whatever they're trying to expand or well, we whatever, can prove that never, we can't support never... three teams at once. <laughs> like I mean, well, I. I heard you talking earlier about Pitt UVA, like right, like I'm I'm so psyched to watch a relevant basketball game. Yes, today that like it's 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 you know appointment viewing for me. Don't shoot the messenger, but it's I not know. happening, and I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think people particularly care about it. What about the WNBA? I love the WNBA. So do I. That might be more realistic. I don't know. Actual and. It's hard to get actual NBA fans supporting supporting the WNBA. All it would right. it would ne- it's not it's not going to happen. Forget now, it. You, you forget know, I ever you know, brought it up. Hold on, you, you know you know we can talk about maybe more realistically in in that in that realm is a, a professional women's hockey league team. There, that's being discussed too. I would love that as well. I would go watch it, that. Sir, it certainly is. I would go watch that in a second. Social media's biggest loser, Malsey, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Sean Gentili on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. Depressing me to no end, but being very realistic. <laughs> I get that. He's being very realistic. What else was I going to ask you, and why do I keep forgetting, and why didn't I write these things down, Sean? Oh, <clears throat> Yager. I say yeah. the name Yarmir Yager. What springs to mind for you? Uh, I think he was probably my favorite athlete from the time I was six until the time I was 14. Like mm-hmm. that guy, I think there's like, he, he doesn't get forgotten, right? He's, he's, he's an all timer and his jersey's getting retired and all that. But I feel like there's, there's like a Lemieux generation and then there's a Crosby generation. And then for a bunch of people born in like the mid eighties or, or, or late eighties, like I, I came of age when Jeremy Auger was winning scoring titles and, and stuff. Like I was in the building as a 12 year old or whatever for the, for the big goal against, against the devils in mm. that series in, yes. in, in 1999. And that's still, I think like that if, if you give me 10 seconds to say like, what's, what's the most fun you've ever had at a sporting event in your life? I think, I think it's there. I mean, the, the dude kept the fan, the, the franchise afloat there for a couple of years. And it's good to see, you know, it's good to see both sides finally come together and get the Jersey thing finished because it was, it's ridiculous that it, that it took us long, but whatever, all is, all is well, it ends well. And I'm just, I'm, I'm glad to, I'll, I'll take any excuse to read, you know, Yager stories and people telling all like, you know, hearing Jake, Jake Caulfield and Steige and, and whoever talk about this guy. Cause it, cause it, cause it makes me happy. So if, if, if that's all that comes out of this is like four days, it just, you know, gas the guy up. Like, nope, nope, no problems here. He's, he's, he's like one of my all time favorites. The place is going to be raucous. Don't you think? Are you going Sunday? 
I'm not. I'm. Uh, th- th- this is a work trip. Like I'm. I got. So mm-hmm. I. I, I got to do other stuff. But we'll have. We'll have Rob and. We'll have Rob and Josh in. The, in the building for the athletic and. Yeah, th- those are. Those, those are the guys you you, you want to read anyways. I'll, I'll. I'll be very happy watching it. Watching it, you know, on a couch or at a, at a bar stool somewhere. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that peace was finally made. It, it was. Uh, it was crazy for a while there when he went to when he went to Philly. And even after he left here, uh, it just got it got crazy with the booing, and he was miserable in Washington. I was telling Steige earlier today, Sean, yeah. that I'd forgotten at the age of 33, after it looked like yeah he's pretty much fading away, he comes back yep. with the Rangers with 54 goals, 123 points, and he finished second in the heart. That was uh, that was the first year after the lockout. It was it was the first the first post lockout year. He was he was unbelievable, and then then he had a couple other great years for for New York, and then was insanely good in the in the KHL for for three seasons. Like I think people forget that when we you know we talk about you know him almost coming back in 2011, and you know the offer was on the table, and he ended up taking more money from Philly. That's the way things go sometimes. But like he was coming off an unreal streak in the KHL where he was the best player in for, for a few years too. So like I, he's one of those guys where you wonder how, if, if he stuck around in North America for the duration and if he didn't have that weird lull with the caps, like how like, guys got one of the two or three most unbelievable statistical profiles, you know, in the history of the game, but imagine how much more he would have had if he, if we had, we'd be talking, you know, two, three, four more 90 or a hundred point seasons. Like it, it would be, it would be overwhelming. It, it's a, for as good as he was, there's still so many like what ifs surrounding his career that it's, it's part of what makes him fun to talk about. Yeah. He's, he's, he's unreal. He should have won the heart that year. He only finished. Wait a second. Why didn't he, he win the won. heart that year? He had 100. Uh, Thornton had 125 points. Yager had 123, but Yager had 54 goals to Thornton's 29. He should have won the so, heart. Here's what I'll say: Thornton was uh, Thornton was unbelievable that year because they changed they changed the rule. <laughs> I mean, he did have 96 assists. Yes, they basically started they started calling interference and what and, and he dragged you know Jonathan Chichu to a 50 goal season. Like Thor, Thornton was Thornton was unreal. Like you could, but you could easily argue that Yager should have won that year, and you also could easily argue that he should have won the year that the year that Chris Pronger won, which I think was two thousand one. So he could easily have two more. I thought Mario should have won that year. Honestly, he had seventy six points in forty nine games. Yeah, that was maybe that was ninety nine. I'm trying to whatever. I think it was maybe ninety nine two thousand. It was whatever year. Whatever year Chris Pronger won won the heart. You know, Yager Yager was right there and easily. You know, easily easily could could have won it. Now I want to go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to ask you about hockey players, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? How the how did Jose, however you said his last name, Theodore, 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 how did he win the heart? Pro-Canadian bias. That That's ridiculous that this guy won a heart trophy. Yeah. I mean, oh. he, he, was, he, was, he was great, but that, that team wasn't very good. And I think we were still at a point there where, you know, Probably was probably were a ton of Canadian voters on the books for the for the PHWA at that point, and, and they're biased. They they don't like they don't like seeing American teams succeed, and, and they're and they're always gonna they're always gonna give the benefit of the doubt to Canadian teams. 
Say something Good quick player. when I mention a hockey player's name as I mindlessly look through old awards voting. Michael Pekka. Yeah. Great hair. Roman Chekmanic. Oh, my God. Just like uh, one of the revolving door of Flyers goalies in the, in the, in, in the 90s. Who got, got <laughs> he finished fourth the, in the heart. Here's yeah, the year he that you're talking about. Here's the year. It was two. Th- you're right. It was 2000, 2001. And uh, wait a second here. What year did Pronger win it? There I can't it remember. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, you, it, it, whatever. It, what, I can't remember whether it was 99, 2000, or 2000, 2001. You're exactly right. Pronger won it, and Yager finished second. And Yager had 96 points to Pronger's. I realize he was a defenseman, had 62 points. Ah, oh, this Pronger, is Pronger. I, I, I love, I love Chris Pronger. I love talking to Chris Pronger. Like, I, like I've, I've had some fun conversations with him, like since he's, <laughs> since he's retired for work. Like I, so I'm not going to sit here and flag Chris Pronger, but like, I don't, I don't know, man, flip a, flip a coin there. The, the point is, the point is that Yager could easily have one and probably could have two more, two more hearts. Thank you, Sean. Goodbye, Joe. Sean Gentilly of the Athletic from Buffalo. <laughs> That came to an abrupt ending because I didn't feel like anybody wanted to hear us go further down the rabbit hole of awards voting in NHL history. I don't know. Was Henrik Sedin a worthy winner over Sid and Ovechkin the one year? Was he? Was he really? See, I put more emphasis on goals, Fort, than I do on assists. I just do. Yeah, that's 100% accurate there. They should not. I mean, in, in in soccer, for instance, a goal counts twice as much as an assist. So it's kind of weird in hockey. It's a one-to-one ratio. Henrik Sedin won the heart in 2009-10 with 112 points, but he only had 29 goals. Ovechkin and Crosby finished three points behind him, and they each had 50. What are we doing here? Shouldn't Listen. If somebody like a, a Thornton gets 96 assists, I guess I get it because that's outrageous. But you have to win by a lot if you're going to get the Hart Trophy over a guy who has almost twice as many goals. Goals should be the tiebreaker. Absolutely. And, of course, Mario got ripped off worse than anybody all those years ago when he outscored Gretzky in points and goals by a, a million, right? I was looking, however, at Chris Pronger. It looked like he was plus 52 that season, which is absurd. This might have been the greatest ripoff in any award in sports history was 88-89 when Mario had 85 goals and 199 points. Gretzky had 54 goals, which by my calculations is 31 less and also 31 less points. They should go back and redo that. It was so outrageous. What a what a joke that is, right? Sean? Uh, yeah, I, I was. You talk about, and I can't even say Mario's from Canada too. I guess that was a pro Gretzky bias. 40, 40 first place votes to 18 for the guy who had 31 less goals and 31 less points. Are you kidding me? I, I, I don't understand it. And Lemieux, 199. That's fifth most ever in a single season in NHL history. Gretzky has the top four. But yeah, you get to. 200 points or thereabout, that's an automatic MVP. No matter what Gretzky did that year, he couldn't top that. Dominic Hasek won it twice in a row, the Hart Trophy. 
And yeah, in that case, a goalie deserved it. A, because he was from Buffalo, and B, because he was ridiculously phenomenal. I think I think at the height of his powers, he's the greatest goalie I've ever seen. Actually. And they really didn't have a great team and, and made sucked. it to the Stanley Cup Finals with him. Yes. Darn Brett Hall. Taylor Hall wins wins the Hart Trophy. What an embarrassment that was to the whole league. A guy with 93 points when you had guys, you had Connor McDavid with 108. What are they doing, Sean? And why do I care so much? Joe, I might have something that could cheer you up a little bit. What do you got? Yeah, baby. Matt Cole, Folsey, has chimed in, and he told me the secret on how to access some text. So we will have it from now until the rest of time. Then why don't we do a segment next of Text in the City? So that means you all have to check in on the text line. Any observations you have? One of the segments that I absolutely love on our station is the hodgepodge of nothingness that the PM guys do. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Good good segment. It's the best segment. Might be the best segment of all right now. Better than That's Right, I Said It? Better than the Wheel of Ball. What is That's Right, I Said It? That's what the morning show guys do. See, I'm in and out. I, I hear like an hour of the morning show, but I'm drive. But I'm uh, after I drive. It's my always at the school, very I'm end, home. so you're you're already in the building usually at that point. That's right. I said it. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Um. So here's a chance for you to get involved. Text me on Mitch Trubisky, Chuksakora for Hart Trophy votes, Post Malone, everything we've talked about today, Yarmir Yager. This is your chance to get involved. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. It's 126. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency and Gibsonian and see what they can do for you. Text in the city coming up next. I want this to work as we move ahead. We may, we may even do this once a week. We might do it. Three times a week if it really takes off, Sean. Wouldn't that be exciting? That would be incredible. I was going to say your word there, but I don't want to yeah. infringe on we your don't copyright. Want to overdo it there. Um, so let's do that. We'll go over some particularly entertaining text next. But first, I want to tell you about Gina G and Petro. The agent you choose to sell your home can obviously make a huge difference, all the difference. You can ask Peggy about that. She just successfully sold her house in Castle Shannon. With Gina G and Petro, but things didn't go so well before calling Gina. Peggy had worked with two agents before Gina. Her home was on the market for two and a half years, no buyers. Left her paying two mortgages. You never want that. Gina's marketing strategy made a huge difference. The G and Petro team always has buyers at the ready. It only took two days on the market for Gina to do what other agents couldn't do in those two and a half years. Now Peggy's telling everyone looking to buy or sell a home to give Gina a call. You can't win, Peggy, or you can't lose, I should say. Peggy will tell you that. Gina sits down with you. You agree on a price and a deadline. Deadline passes. Home isn't sold. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental. You can't lose. Call the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home in Pittsburgh. Gina G. and Petra of Remax Select Realty. Call Gina, 724-602-9752. Google G. and Petra of Remax Select Realty and look up GinaWillSayYourHome.com. That's GinaWillSayYourHome.com. 